0: I am He-Man. Call us at 1-900-909-1122. We'll tell you how to get these super gifts. Plus, we'll journey to distant worlds, explore the universe. Probably battle
1: Skeletor along the way,
0: huh? Probably, Orco. There's a new adventure every day. We'll also tell you how to get an action figure or this colorful poster. Each message costs $2 for the first minute and 45 cents each additional minute. Get your parents' permission and call 1-900-909-1122. I have
1: Running, we're rolling. Speed, speed, market. Or
0: does it say a lot in TV, which bugs the shit out of me? It's speed. They say speeding.
1: Yeah, speeding or speeds. Speed. Oh, they don't really know why. It's like you don't
0: know what that. That that doesn't make any sense. It means that the audio equipment is running. Is up to speed. The sync level (laughs) with the with the the visual equipment. It's up to speed. It's not speeding. If it was speeding. We'd have a problem. <laughs> then you would be out of
1: sync. <laughs> yeah, there's a crystal in the uh, recording equipment that syncs it up to the to the visual equipment, and that's why you always have to wait for. I guess do people realize that in the I old know, it's days? It's one of
0: my it's one of my pet peeves at work when I'm syncing stuff. I like, It's not speeding!
1: <laughs> it's speed. It's at speed. Yeah, because in the old days you'd have your film camera. Yes, would shoot the visual, and then you'd have your audio was recorder.
0: It was two separate things, and then you needed to you sync to, them up separately. Yeah, you have to sync. That, your, hence the yeah. clapboard.
1: Yeah, and that's what you you use yeah the clapboard for because when you when you're syncing your picture, you clap you sync it to the clap. Yeah, that's why you always have a clap there, and then also you can have takes on there. You can write all kinds of stuff on there uh slate you slate it slate that tail tail slate that son a tail of slate sometimes. you turn upside down you have it's tail a little, sla- yeah a little film little educa- Just, get a little education. On you. but nowadays you don't need to do that because everything's married now you know it's like uh
0: yeah but know. they still will record the audio separate
1: yeah well we well you know in, in tv too what i work the, the aspect i work in, they'll still say speed you know is everyone up to speed and it's like well i guess they mean are the records ready to go as opposed to like yeah, yeah. you know is is your you know, Nagra in your crystal speeding with your. <laughs> the crystal. With your uh, Airy Flex camera. Yeah. The dark crystal. The dark crystal that somehow keeps the speed because. Yeah, uh, that's the
0: one thing I never really understood
1: is that how's this crystal keeping the Nagra up to speed? With the camera equipment. We're getting ra- way down the alley, <laughs> but I guess it's, it's one of those things where, like, I don't know, for some people out there who were nutty as I used to do, is I used to try to take with me the movie so i would i would cassette tape them i would record them off the tv with my cassette player yeah and then i can leave and then i'd listen to them like on my headset or my walkman yeah yeah and then when smith
0: talks about how he he used to do that he used to have jaws on yeah i had predator i had
1: robocop i had aliens i had uh batman i had all the untouchables i had all slow movies and all the movies that have been quintessential in my upbringing and uh then what I would also try to do is like do some like quasi-surround sound before it was. So I would have the, the tape player, I would sync them up and hit play on the VCR, play on the tape player. Nice. And then what would happen was they would drift. Yeah. After about 20 seconds, I'd be like, why are they drift?" I wouldn't say drifting, but they wouldn't be in yeah, sync yeah. anymore. I wouldn't say sync either. But <laughs> <laughs> <You
0: know? laughs> why aren't these in sync? They are drifting. The crystal is not working. <laughs> well, from, we, l-
1: we later learn when we get to film school is that you need to have a crystal... I guess that's running the motors to have the mo- motors running at the same. Yeah. Uh, well, now it's all digital. Yeah. Now, see, now this is we're, t- we're, we're talking obsolete stuff. Yeah. Welcome to another edition of the Saturday Night Movie Sleepovers. Um, it is once again Saturday night, early Sunday morning. We've been up all night. And as you can see, we're a little delirious because we're talking <laughs> about <laughs> the inner aspects of uh, <laughs> sinking and, uh, you know, film. Uh, the old days. We have, like we have a very
0: special edition tonight. I this mean, is. I know I, I, I throw the term special edition, all the time, <laughs> special, very special around, but I feel like
1: this is the, uh, in the back room of the bike episode, bike shop episode of different strokes, episode of Saturday night, which, bonus.
0: you know, it's tied. It's, it is kind of tied in because I, uh, you know, we've talked about this, I think on a sidecast, uh, for everybody that's, uh, in the this, know. listening now, and you've now downloaded it or whatever, we're doing a Hulk movie, Incredible Hulk movie. T- yeah. television movie from 1989.
1: 89, The Trial of the Incredible Hulk.
0: Now, right around in the early, after that, in the early 90s, the very special, I feel like, the very special episode. That became a thing because of Blossom. Mm. Like, every episode of Blossom was a very special Blossom. Now, lo and behold, Bill Bixby was directing all those very special Blossoms. Which, and
1: he also directed this movie that he stars, in. <laughs> and he also directed.
0: So I'm, I'm tying it all together. You very are. special because Bill Bixby was had cancer and he was actually dying.
1: During the Blossom. During the Blossom era of the very yeah. special and he, Blossoms. And, and evidently he, um, he didn't tell anybody for a while. Yeah. You know. He, he was, yeah,
0: he was a fighter. The Bix.
1: I, you know. God bless him. I guess we're getting this off the table right now, but how awesome of a guy and an actor is Bill Bixby or, or is, was. I mean, he... God, God rest his soul. But yeah, I mean, really, uh, for people out there who, I guess, didn't grow up with the Incredible Hulk series or even yeah, its syndication, yeah. I mean, he carried that show. That show is as, as formulaic as can be, and it's like, you know, you watch that, you watch, uh, what's-his-face uh, from The Six Million Dollar Man. Yeah. Uh,
0: it's Lee uh, Majors. Uh, Lee Majors.
1: It's tough. Like, Six, del- $6 Million Dollar Man really is fatigued because it's like everything... It's slow, and that's supposed to be fast, so he's doing everything.
0: <laughs> he's <laughs> supposed to be moving fast, but he's in slow motion. Yeah, so everything
1: <laughs> and everything is just very drawn out and very like, oh, my gosh. It's like, what's going on? Uh And you know what? Lee Majors is great. Not taking anything away from him. swell guy. Uh But Bixby really held on his back. I, I mean, even doing research for this movie, they say to, when he went to do this, television pilot of the show. He didn't want to do it because it was comic book material he thought it would be too sappy. He read the script. The script was great. And I think what really kept that show going for how many years was just how good his performance was of this tortured man.
0: Well, Vicks was great. I mean, I grew up obviously with Incredible Hulk, you know, probably mostly in rerun. Um, The other, another show a favorite of mine was on reruns in the morning, weekday mornings was my favorite Martian. Yes. So, I had and uh, my mom was very into courtship of Eddie's father, yes. the TV show. So b- the Bix was uh, kind of a big part of my upbringing in a lot of ways.
1: Yeah, uh, they made a well, they made, they made a TV movie of the My Favorite Martian in the '90s with like Jeff, Bridget, Jeff Bridges. Jeff, I don't Jeff think Daniels. it was TV. I think it was a no, I'm sorry, feature. Yeah, it was a feature film. Joel,
0: Christopher Lloyd. Christopher
1: right? Lloyd was the alien, and then Jeff Daniels. I said Jeff Bridges. Jeff <laughs> Daniels. <laughs> that would have been an interesting movie. It's <laughs> Starman, uh, comedy. Uh, but, the, yeah, the original series was him from the early 60s, and then uh, the one you just said, that the, the uh, Courtship of thirties Father. Yeah, that was the late 60s. And then he did one, which I'm still really excited about watching one day. Oh, the, the magician the magician. One? Only <laughs> did one season. You and I discovered that at Midtown Comics. They used to have, like, bootlegs of that. And it looks great. And I guess he was an amateur magician. And then on the show, he's a magician. And then in the early 70s, he used to do, like, a variety show where he'd have am- amateur magicians come on to do stuff. So... It seems like such a really cool plot, like this traveling uh, magician doing different things. And who better than the Bix, right? God bless him, man. You know? And then he did a lot of like stuff in the <coughs> 70s. He did like a lot of um, you know, uh, variety television shows, Hollywood Squares, da-da-da. And then in the late 70s, he lands uh, you know, Incredible Hulk. Incredible Hulk, which was
0: like... I mean, we had the 60s, 66 Batman. Yeah. So, I mean, it wasn't like superheroes or, or comic book characters on television was like a n- completely new thing. But it was a big thing for Marvel.
1: Yeah, I think it was Marvel's first thing as well is there was a departure, uh, certainly for Batman 66. It was it was very much of its time where it was like hokey and yeah, cheesy yeah. and escapism. But you can't really n- knock it because everything at that time was escapism. You had like yeah, you know, well, I mean, heroes and Bewitched. I mean, of it, was,
0: it was hokey, but Batman 66 is kind of brilliant in that it was like the only show that like fully embraced like pop. Yeah, art. I mean it, it's it's really kind of It's b- like with the monkeys you
1: kind of do. <laughs> Yeah, it <laughs> actually is You're right. it you know the monkeys it, is very much is like It is kind that. of very monkey. But the, for way. me the monkeys is just like, you know, it sounds like a great concept. You watch two episodes I'm like it. It's yeah, very but, surreal. Yeah, like, it's too fatiguing, you know, what I mean. It's
0: like you literally can't figure out what the hell is going it's like on. like turns all into all a
1: Benny Hill episode every time with them just having their soundtrack. Now, but on the other end of the spectrum we have
0: the Incredible Hulk yeah. with like the saddest theme song of all time.
1: Well, that's what I think really worked is they played it straight. And then to get someone like the Bix in there it to was, like...
0: It seems like it was like a kind of a, like a formula. There was Kung Fu. There was like the Drifter.
1: Yeah, that was big in the 70s. <laughs> well, you know, maybe it... it, it I mean, uh, I could be far-reaching here, but we had a Dirty Harry podcast, and we talked about the... the uh, In the early 70s, the onset of the anti-hero, and that yeah. went into the Vigilante. And then I would kind of argue maybe there's another branch off that tree, and that'd be the loner, the Kung Fu, like you're saying. Yeah. Kwai yeah. Kane or... You know, Bill Bixby, and then later on, you know, you have even other shows. It just seems like
0: there was, like, this thing of, like, the drifter drifting around and then finding himself in predicaments and doing the right thing
1: in the episode. Usually always the pacifist, doesn't want to be messed with. I
0: mean, in a nutshell, uh, he's David Banner in the TV show. Yeah. Not Bruce Banner. There's always been a rumor that, like, the network thought that Bruce was a quote-unquote gay name.
1: Yeah, I heard. I don't
0: know if that's true. I know that's always been like the urban legend that they changed the name because somebody at the network thought it sounded gay. Which Bruce is weird
1: Banner. because, and then I heard the, them talking about they didn't like the alliteration it's called, like Bruce Banner, oh, Bill yeah, Bixby, yeah. Uh, which is actually his real name, Peter Parker, Marvel. <laughs> yeah, Stan Lee yeah. was big into that. <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah. like uh, well, yeah, Matt Murdock. He even,
0: had, he even had like Clark Kent in yeah, DC. You know, so I mean, it was a very comic book. Uh, you know who's
1: big on that? Geraldo's big in that alliteration. The pestering people, <laughs> potentially... Being pious, you know, it's like that. Hey, you know, it's a niche. But uh, I noticed in this movie that you see his name on the tombstone. that it is David Bruce, Bruce Banner, Banner, yeah, which is pretty cool. But I guess bef- we're jumping the shark a bit. We're well, not jumping the shark. We're, we're, <laughs> we're jumping the gun. We're getting ahead of ourselves. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we're doing this because uh, the Daredevil Netflix uh, series has just dropped, and it's 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 doing gangbusters. People yeah, love it. You sk- just f- watched it, right? yeah,
0: yeah. I watched it. Uh, I kind of binged it. It seems that everybody is enjoying it. So as I was watching it, I was like, you know what? We should do the first television incarnation
1: of Daredevil. Which which he turns up in The Trial of the Incredible Hulk, which actually, uh, uh, to get into the the behind-the-scenes of it, was supposed to be just like a, the pilot for the Daredevil TV show, which I don't know why it didn't go, because it seemed like such a great... Yeah, especially... You know,
0: well, the, first, the in the late... We we had the the Hulk television show, the Incredible Hulk television series.
1: Ah, it's, it ends about
0: 82. And then in the late 90s, I mean, late 80s, there seems to be, like, this revival of, like, the television movie, yeah. to my recollection. I just remember, like, TV, Sunday night TV movies were, like, a big deal. Yeah, Disney. I mean, Southern they were always kind of a big deal, but it up until you know more
1: recently but they peaked in the 60s they were huge in the 70s and i think like you're saying late in the 70s late late 70s early 80s they kind of went but a lot of really
0: weird stuff in the 70s yeah
1: and it's weird because a lot of seri- shows got their start in the tv movie format kojak colombo i mean cold uh N- night stalker yeah. uh, cold check Sharan. the night stalker as well as cold jack uh with telly savalis yeah yeah uh and you know, it, it it it's a whole other. Maybe we should do a sidecast on that. It's a whole other <laughs> entity. But so yeah, you're there is a resurgence. But I for remember,
0: us. I remember it. Be, I mean, if it wasn't in our youth, if it wasn't on a Sunday night, if it wasn't a new television movie, yeah, like a Disney, it movie. was like an airing of an actual movie that was in theaters. So it's like you and the commercials were always like at the commercial break. It's like, uh, you know stay tuned (laughs) you know it was like now our brief messages and then you come back is like you are watching star wars starring carrie fisher and mark hamill it was always like or you've been watching jaws so there was like they would air like older movies on tv and when when they didn't have that they would air television movies made for television and there was a lot of um kind of like reunion shows like like the Hulk, I remember there was like a 6 million dollar man, like the 6 million dollar man the bionic woman get married. Yeah, yeah. I remember mm-hmm. that one. Yeah. And often they were pilots for potential television shows like um Viper, yeah, was like I remember when that came out, that was a television movie and it like had the highest ratings. And everybody was like, "Why was this so highly rated?" So then they rushed it into.
1: Was it the car, the Viper? Yeah, it was about. It was like
0: the Dodge. It was about the a Dodge, Dodge Viper. like a. It was a, kind of like a Night Rider show, except for the car didn't talk. Yeah. But it was a guy driving around in like a souped-up Dodge Viper because they were huge
1: at that point. Yeah, that. Just doing crazy stuff,
0: and so tell. And then there was a lot of adaptations of. Uh, which had always been the case, but again, they brought back like the adaptations of like classic horror stories like Michael Caine and, and, and Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde. Yeah. And then they also had that two-parter miniseries of the Jack the Ripper with Michael Caine. Yeah, and they,
1: David Hasselhoff did a, uh, a Jack the Ripper-esque one uh, in the early 80s and you have as well as uh, maybe in the early 90s you had Randy Quay doing like a Frankenstein for like Yeah, TNT. so there so was had, a lot of... And, it's intru- and it gives you an excuse to revisit old material, hence like, the Hulk's been out of the the scene for five six years, and then you know you you find out maybe there's stuff in the works theatrically for. And I feel like Columbo stuff. made a comeback. Well, Columbo, that time. yeah, in the late '80s, Columbo started again. His show went off the air in maybe '76 '77, and then uh, in the late '80s, he came back and he did a TV movie and Rockford Files. Like I feel like made a four. comeback. Yeah,
0: in television movies, so. Point is television movies were big, and a lot of and a big chunk of the, like a big subgenre of made-for-television movies was like this bringing back old TV shows in
1: Sunday night movie format. Yeah, because people are like, oh, you know, it's it's a, it's basically what they're doing now and when they're re- re- rebooting and reimagining.
0: And know. they did the first one for the Hulk was they did the Incredible Hulk Returns, and that one was supposed to be a pilot for a potential Thor television show that yeah. has a that has a guest appearance by Thor, the Mighty Thor.
1: Not directed by Bill Bixby.
0: (laughs) That one, it's like he hired the director who had written and directed a bunch of Incredible Hulk uh, episodes. Yeah, he
1: he takes credit as like a co-director or something. Yeah, he's got like an uncredited director. But but
0: his production company produced it. Yeah. Um, And then apparently that had huge ratings. So why that didn't get spawned off into a a new, like a a Thor show, I don't know. But that one did so well that they did another one, which is the one we're talking about tonight, the trial for The Incredible Hulk, or is it Of? The trial of The Incredible of Hulk. Of The Incredible Hulk with a ge- with a co-starring Daredevil. Yeah. And w- and the Kingpin is yeah. the villain.
1: They never call him the Kingpin, but it's uh, it's John Ray Davies, who we love, who who's uh, in the Indiana Jones movies, in the Lord of the Rings movies. He's Solomon in King Solomon's Mine, a quarter-made movie. um Oh, what's his name in the Indiana Jones movie? Sal- Sal- Salah. Salah. Bad dates. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you were named after the dog. <laughs> you were named for a dog. Yeah. So it's weird. You know, you have him in there. You have uh, the other gentleman playing Daredevil, Rex Smith, uh, who, for the for the people who were, who were in the know, he played, remember Street Hawks? Street Hawks was the guy on the bike. It was basically a Knight night Rider ripoff. There was oh, a dude on a bike? It Was a black motorcycle. Yeah, and then the, there was a guy that was like, you know, at the lair. like you know. His, I do. I love that show. Well, that's him. He was the lead. He was Rex. He was that was Rex Smith. He did that, and that was 1985. That ran for a I uh, I had a toy a of, of that
0: show, where it was just like the bike, and you couldn't take the the rider off but you know mm-hmm. you'd like throw it on you put it on the ground and you'd kind of like wind it up yeah, by it, <laughs> getting the wheels going get the momentum and then you'd let go
1: uh he did that as well as in the 70s he was a teen idol and yeah he
0: had a he was a singer and he was like a broadway star
1: yeah he t- he had a song in 1979 uh you take my breath away and it made a uh, gold top 10 single he got for that but then he was acting now and he, he, he plays matt murdoch in in this this uh trial the incredible hulk like we said directed by um uh, Bill Bixby there's a lot going on in this movie and it's really weird because I would have thought that this this supposedly aired six weeks before Tim Burton's Batman movie came out so yeah. it's like the spring of 89 and it got high ratings I would have thought that because of the success of then Batman over the summer that's like oh superheroes are in the in. We know because we did a we did a, a side uh, a Saturday Night Movie sleepovers on the Flash, the original Flash <laughs> yeah, pilot yeah. from 1990, that they they did a season of the Flash. Yeah. So I would have thought Marvel would have uh, kind of uh, you know went with it and kind of. Uh, it seems
0: like a much better choice than a Thor series.
1: Yeah, because that would have been just
0: 80s Thor would have been crazy. There was a show in the mid to late 80s, only lasted a season called Sable, which was based on a comic book called John Sable. Yeah. Rene Russo. Um, with Rene Russo. Was in I used to love that <laughs> show. I loved that show so much. And it was about basically like a rich vigilante who dressed like in all black with like camouflage, black camouflage makeup. And he would go around New York City and fight crime. Um, I mean, I guess that one didn't do very well. That was produced by Hanna-Barbera. And... uh so maybe, maybe that's one of the reasons why they didn't go, because it would have been a very similar show with a Daredevil
1: show. I mean, you had a lot of those, the, the <laughs> Vigilante, you had like Night Rider, of course. Then you had like yeah. Airwolf, the air version of it. Yeah. Then Street Hawks, like we well, just said. and even
0: then, the, like the A-Team to a certain extent.
1: A-Team, you know, MacGyver to a very certain, lesser extent. Like So you had like the one man doing a challenge of the week kind of a situation, yeah. Um and this is weird because there's a lot of firsts in this as well. Uh, a lot of people don't realize. Um, this is the f- you have the first cameo by Stan Lee in a, uh, in yeah. a, in a Marvel movie. Um, as well, it's the first, like you said before, um, it is the first live-action appearance of the Daredevil or Kingpin, William Frisk, as he's called. His real Fisk, name, yeah. Fisk, I said Will, Frisk. It's
0: Wilson Fisk.
1: Wilson, I, I was saying William, yeah, yeah. Wilson Fisk. Uh, but they don't refer to him as the Kingpin in yeah. this.
0: Well, just like in the Netflix series, they never refer to uh, Wilson Fisk is the kingpin. In that I, I haven't watched that
1: yet either. Um, and then, as well, as it's the first time you actually get the Hulk in his purple pants. You know, but it's in a dream sequence. Yeah, mind you. Spoilers. <laughs> Spoilers. yeah spoiler. Yeah, Spoilers. <laughs> well, what's the? What, tell them what the what the what the episode's about. You know. Well, I mean, <laughs> the episode, the TV movie. P-
0: I mean, clearly, you know, comic book fans know basically the gist of uh, the Incredible Hulk it was a scientist uh, who was studying radio. Uh, Gamma rays. Gamma rays. Uh, In the television show, he's studying gamma rays, and he gets overexposed, which turns him into the Hulk. Now, I was never a huge Hulk reader, or really a Daredevil reader for that matter of the comics when I was growing up. But in the show, he then realizes that he can't, you know, just stick around. Like, people are going to get hurt. Yada yada yada. He can't control his, his. So he decides that he fakes his own death, and then he, bec- you know, then goes through different. Becomes fake, a nomad. And you, yeah, you know. and then just travels around as he's trying to figure out to how he's gonna saw. how he's gonna deal with being the Hulk, or a cure, finding a cure,
1: anger management. That's before but, uh, seeing you know, a shrink. He's of,
0: using uh, he's using like fake identities, and then t- taking up menial jobs, and then often in the sh- always in the show trouble would find him. Yeah. And there was a reporter that was trying to hunt, you know, following this green creature. And I
1: feel as well as in the TV show, they also had the general trying to track him down. I forget who played the general, but I feel like it's a big like, you know, big name character. Yeah. Actor.
0: So that's the gist of the TV show. We pick up um obviously there was a TV movie we talked about before uh this one the return of the incredible hulk where they, he meets up with Thor. and But we come to trial of the Incredible Hulk. Uh, same thing. He's He's got a goatee he's at the a, beginning. He's got a sweet beard. He's got a sweet beard in this one. And uh, he's... Uh, doing irrigation work. I don't he's know what he's, he's digging ditches yeah. with, and uh, there's some asshole.
1: There's always, you know, it's, I don't understand why there's always, the why is everybody always picking on fucking well, Bill Bigsby? It, it seems like in the late seventies or seventies and eighties, you, you always had an asshole in a group of people. There's always just like, cause like he's just trying to get out of the ditch and someone's like pushing him back down. It's like, you know, don't you know who this guy, you don't even know who this guy is. He could, he could be a ex, you know, prisoner or something, you know, ex con.
0: So, so Bixby decides to leave whatever he's doing that job. And he's gonna go t- through the city. He's gonna sp- like stop in in whatever the nearby city is. It's not
1: New York. I thought it was it's, supposed to be New York, but it's clearly I mean, it's Vancouver. It's because <laughs> <laughs> even the European. I, I, when I, it, yeah, it's like called the Hulk re- and in yeah, New York. When they released this in, in Europe, maybe in Sweden <coughs> they, or Germany, they named it. Incredible Hulk in New York and it's... But it couldn't be
0: further from... I mean, even, like, the...
1: the skylines. Yeah,
0: from. even, like, the shots of the city from far away show, like, a huge mountain. Yeah, beautiful, behind beautiful
1: them. snow mountains. So it's
0: clearly Canada. And uh, he goes into the city. Uh, he's riding the subway. Some woman is getting harassed. Yeah. I mean, there's some other parts of this story. But the gist of it is someone gets harassed. The pain on Biggsby's face of, like, not wanting to get involved because he knows what the outcome is going to be. Shit's it's classic. Yeah, I mean, you you really feel for He's him. really conflicted. He's really
1: pained. He's really conflicted.
0: He stands up for... He gets beat up, turns into the Hulk. Fucks some shit up. Fucks some shit up. Basically, the gist of the story is he then gets, as David Banner or, or whatever his... David Banner, yeah. but Whatever his, like, alias is. Oh, whatever. Is. Yeah, he's going by. In the, in the show... He gets picked up as being like an accomplice to this, or being the guy that harassed this. He was woman the aggressor, as being the aggressor, and his lawyer is Matt Murdock.
1: Yeah, he gets. Uh, what is it? Is a it court-appointed court maybe, or I don't. I forget how, how. I
0: don't remember how. I think Murdock takes it pro bono because of the guys who actually who else was involved?
1: Yeah, but the scene before the subway there's an elaborate bank heist. Or no, there's elaborate like uh store, de- it's a department, department store, store robbery. robbery and it's all very well coordinated and there's some mastermind telling everybody, you know, over headsets what to do and they're putting cameras in and it's very dated today because, you know, you think that I don't know, you know, or aren't they going to know who this guy is and don't, aren't these people all ties to this guy? So if one of them gets picked up, they can rat out who he is. Yeah. And then later on, as we get into it, they, these t- two of the, the hoodlums make the escape. They get onto the subway. They're so psyched that they just successfully pulled this robbery. And it's,
0: it's like exactly, I mean, it's, I think it's even the platform. There's like if you watch the pilot of Twenty One Jump Street, same thing. <laughs> it's like the same exact subway. It's the same. I think it's the same platform.
1: Well, they they and then they they go in and they're so psyched and, and hyped up that they did this successfully. They start fucking with everybody on the train. Yeah, yeah. And it's funny because I, how everything. um Looks now in retrospect, these guys are—they—they they don't look at all like hoodlums or punks or you know. I wouldn't be scared of them at all. they Just one guy's a redhead. Yeah, yeah, they're, like, they're like kind it, it, of like 80s preppy guys. Yeah, and then you know, the the, uh, the ginger's yelling at everybody. is calling the old man a mongrel. Then he sees the girl. He's like, I want to get to know you. And it's it's just—and again, in retrospect, you would think that their big boss, who turns out to be the kingpin, would kill them himself because they're a liability. Yeah, you know yeah. it's like remember heat in the beginning of michael Mann's heat they try yeah, to kill yeah. him because he's a, it's a liability you can't have these guys just arbitrarily going out causing violence and then if they get picked up it's like yeah. i'm working for the kingpin and then there your show's over you know so anyway but they lo and behold they start messing with her and then we have the plot like you said
0: that, yeah well we come to realize that matt murdoch has i guess he's been uh he's had suspicion that wilson fisk is is a bad dude and yes. I think that's why he takes the case yes is because of like the other guys involved who got away with it
1: and he and he, he, could, he confronts some um, Banner about it and he's he can able to, we learn later on why because he's Daredevil and he's able to tell Hart and all that, yeah, yeah. how you're telling a lie because you you know, t- yeah, you t- you're breathing and how your heart reacts, your heart rate and your blood pressure. So he's like, okay, I can tell you're not you, you, you're telling the truth, I'm going to take your case pro bono Yeah, you're right. And then as we le- we realize he, he's trying to eliminate, because then we realize that the kingpin has put this big fuck-off building in the middle of the city, <laughs> yeah. and it's just like freaking huge. Yeah, yeah. And uh, you know, everyone hates it. it's an eyesore. No one, everyone, <laughs> and nobody gets get sun. sun
0: in the morning.
1: Nobody gets sun anymore because it's where he put the building, and there was no building codes and all that. So Murdoch is trying to uh, go after the kingpin because he he swears that he's uh, he
0: knows that the kingpin's no. He knows that Fisk is no good. He's up to no good. Um, and the woman who was kind of harassed on the on the subway. She's been kind of uh threatened to blame uh Bill Bixby for the for it. Yeah. You know, so that the other guys
1: get off scot free.
0: And then I mean that's kind of the gist of it. Yeah, then, mean, then the then rest then kinda goes the way you would expect it to go. <laughs> yeah, and
1: then then you you, you you see the Daredevil, uh Daredevil's doing some stuff. You have a couple changeovers to the Hulk. Hulk fucks some shit up. Um, I there, guess it's interesting to note that, that you don't have, like, the last 25 minutes of the movie, the Hulk doesn't... Yeah, you don't Hulk, see the Hulk doesn't, doesn't, doesn't play a huge part Well, in it's the movie. almost like a... Uh, I mean, they really more like are a Daredevil. Tra- they
0: really are trying to set up a Daredevil story.
1: Um, and it, by the
0: way, I would say for people that have been watching or have watched or are going to watch the Netflix Daredevil, there's, like... I don't know. There's, like, a lot of similarities. I mean, other than the fact that Oz- the Wilson Fisk isn't called... Um, you know he's not called the Daredevil. He's not called Kingpin in either one. The sk- costumes uh, are kind of similar. Like, well, it's, it's like yeah, instead they, of like the traditional
1: the red Daredevil with and horns, like
0: superhero costume, it's much more of like a black ninja ish.
1: Yes, yeah, uh, Stanley at the time was real critical of it. Vocal uh, publicly, he said he didn't like it because it kind of gave away that he was blind. I think it's kind of cool looking. He doesn't, I mean, I, what, who am I to say anything? Because the same year they came out with the Punisher movie, Punisher didn't have a skull, and it's like, what the hell are you doing? Uh, interesting to note that Matt Murdock in his law office, Nancy Everhart is there, and she, the female in uh, the Punisher Dolph Lundgren movie that we oh, did. Oh,
0: I knew she looked familiar. Yeah,
1: same year, 1989, if you guys want to listen to that. That was our first, yeah, our inaugural our, uh, uh, Saturday night movie, Sleep Overcast. So we did that. We did The Flash, which was like our third or fourth, uh, the, the 1990. Uh, Uh, DC Comics uh, TV show, and then we're doing this now. I don't think this was a bad movie at all. I mean, a lot of times, like we were saying, like with The Six Million Dollar Man, it kind of, of course, it's dated, but I think especially the relationship between uh, the Bix and uh, Rex Smith is really good, and I I would love to see more of the two of them doing stuff together like we did another like team a, up movie like a buddy <laughs> yeah because you know because they're really maybe it's just it, it's a tour de force of how good <coughs> how good of an actor the Bixby is you know but
0: no I, I agree it is, it's a good relation, it's a nice relationship I mean, it's, it's honest
1: just, nothing seems contrived you know even the part where like you know at one point Bixby's like how can I trust you to Daredevil and Daredevil's like well I'm gonna trust you and then he he reveals who he is, and it's like, oh my gosh, he's 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 breaking the fourth wall almost. So he, Bixby's like, I can okay, I'll go home with And Then Bixby reveals who he is, and it's like real touching. It's not, it doesn't seem like hokey. or just no.
0: I mean, they fee- they seem like kindred spirits in a lot of ways, and then and, and and Bixby's character, like David Banner, kind of alludes to that. I mean, uh, Daredevil is blinded by like radioactive toxic waste, which enhances his other senses, but takes away his sight. Radiation poisoning. You know, and Bixby's you know he's troubled by uh, his radioactive
1: experiences, and um. it's, it's interesting to note that the uh, the costume it, it, they went black. That shows up again. Frank Miller and John Romita they do a a, a great miniseries called uh, The Man Without Fear in ninety three, a uh, yeah. t- comic miniseries, and they they bring almost I don't know if they bring it back, but they introduce the black Daredevil costume, yeah. which I guess now you're saying in this new Daredevil, Netflix yeah, show I is
0: mean. Black. For the most part, yeah it's a very similar costume uh you know it, look wise i mean clearly it's i mean it's less in the new show it's less like skin tights and more uh you know his pants are, are just
1: like yeah, it was just ninja he's wearing
0: like regular pants but uh you know the black mask and the, and dressed all in black um it's a it's very similar and the thing i don't I mean, I, look, I, like I said, I was never a huge reader of the Daredevil comics, and I and I get uh, that he has some kind of sonar. Yeah. Um, which it's a I, cool way they actually show it, too. Which I think is done really well in the movie, like the Ben Affleck movie, even though the movie's not good. I always felt that that was a really cool take on that. Um, it's something that I really actually don't care for in the new television show. I feel like he's not blind in the new television show he can see so I don't I don't really get the point. In this one it is kind of cool, you're right. I mean it's more like he sees like uh it's more of like a terminator vision kind yeah, of to a certain how extent. How they kind of animated her. But uh, less uh but less like body heat oriented and more just like outlines of things. But yeah. it seems very like digital.
1: Uh I think it I think it's great and then to bring um Fisk into it he his character, I think, is kind of cool. I mean, at the time, uh, Davy said he was gonna, he didn't know that the combo character was bald, so he was willing to shave his head, but then they liked the look he showed up in, like yeah. with the beard well, and sl- the glasses. Sl- so they said, just slick back long hair. He's like, keep that. He, he, it's interesting. His character is very dated, but I think it works to like the late 80s. It's like that oh, the, late the, 80s. I mean, the techno. movie, No,
0: the movie is
1: like, oh, it's, this, yeah,
0: it, I mean, it's super dated. Um, I mean for what it is I agree with you in that it's like actually pretty good for,
1: uh, you know I mean performance wise it's it's I think it's it's out of the park
0: I th- I agree the relationships are good I think uh there wasn't fist character. I mean, there is something about, like, the 80s that was, like, the thing that really shows fucking, like, wealth and power is, like, multiple television screens.
1: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> if you're able to have, like, you know, little monitors and you're able to look at things. If you're able,
0: if you're able to watch the same image on ten different
1: screens. You were rich. Then, then yeah. that was and like... you had a big desk, you know, with a lot of overhead lighting, you know. But, but like
0: but like uh you know like the new show he has like his he has like a helper like a manservant kind of guy which
1: i didn't understand this the i guess one of the uh problems i had with this movie is that the manservant. you know we have the female victim of the subway attack when she gets to the hospital matt murdoch is telling um uh bixby the bix that like she's saying you did it and he's like what the hell no i didn't you know yeah, yeah. and we find out when he goes to the hospital that she's being like pressed and uh there's a scene where they try to kill her at a, in the hospital, very much like Cobra. That yeah. woman tries to kill her. Very scary for me. That's why I don't trust hospitals after seeing this in Cobra. Um, but his man, Fisk's manservant ends up falling in love with her. Yeah, it's he's like, where did lo- that come from?
0: <laughs> he's in love with her.
1: Because at the end of the movie, he's like, I've always loved you. You know, he, he, I think he actually, if it's not for him, they wouldn't have got away. Or I forget how it works out, but he, he seems to play like a pinnacle role. And yeah, well, he's going to... He, he lets them spoiler, into the building. Spoiler
0: alert. <laughs> yeah. He's...
1: Like I th-
0: at the end of the movie, he's like going to take her and run away.
1: Yeah, it's really like, well, where'd you get that from, buddy? Like, it's, thought- for-
0: <laughs> it's a little forced. Um, the other thing I would say is, I, uh, I found not odd, but something I, I, I like. I I took note of is that like, I don't know if it's like the intention of that, like the Hulk, him turning in the Hulk is getting worse. Yeah. Um because there there's also another movie after this. But it's like he'll drop he'll turn in the Hulk and drop a hat now. Well, I mean it's like a- he doesn't even need to get that like revved up he's just like in a, in a jail cell and he's just like looking in the mirror
1: and he's like oh fuck no but wasn't, wasn't he thinking he, but wasn't he having some sort of i guess maybe he had a what is it, dream he or had something? a dream or he had something he was just getting real oh, frustrated was that, was that the yeah and was it kind of the courtroom
0: dream was yeah and i think woke he woke up, up and he's like
1: oh he's like motherfucker and he's like you know it's like he's really getting pissed and you know the, the few changes i think he only has what three is one in the subway one in the dream sequence one near the end to help daredevil out yeah yeah but um, that is like he but just like hurts. that one he just like
0: hurts his shoulder trying to break the door <laughs> he's like oh,
1: oh fuck <laughs> yeah i mean it's so funny him breaking out of jail i mean like you know he you don't really see it it's all implied and then you see the aftermath but it's like you know he he bent all the bars ripped them. Yeah, yeah he's gone through like six layers of concrete and everyone's like i told you the guy was crazy you know um I it's 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 it plays more of a, as a Daredevil pilot because then you don't have like near the end you think they'd give him one more turn, you know,
0: yeah, yeah, he definitely really doesn't he you know he turns and helps the helps Daredevil out at one point, but then after that it's like you're right like the last at least the last half hour of the movie or so, it's really just like Daredevil and him just like and Bruce Banner or David Banner just like kind of running around as David
1: Banner, yeah he he kind of uh, he's hiding, i mean there's some sort of symbolism with him having the beard. He has the sweet beard, and then like halfway through, I think after he breaks out of prison, yeah. he he gets so pissed in prison from the dream sequence. I think he breaks himself out of prison. Yeah, as the Hulk, and Matt M- Murdoch's like, gee, you can't be doing this shit." <laughs> and uh, I think it's uh, he goes and saves Matt M- Matt Murdock as the Daredevil is lured into a trap, which is all videotaped again because Fisk is 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 obsessed with videotaping stuff as well He's as a big AV nerd. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes, he's he's into his technology, but he also wants to show because his whole thing is like I want to network all the you know. It's he wants to have a international mob, and he wants yeah, to be yeah. the leader, and that's his whole. He's over because at the end of the movie, you know, he has all the mob or the other bosses from the syndicate, you know, uh, air, air quotations there to to help him. You know, and he's he's going to pitch him taking over, and it's funny like you know an octopus needs a head; It can't have the. Ten- I'm going to be set ahead. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, so. There's a scene where he sets up Daredevil, and it's really cool setup because he just blasts Daredevil with like a lot of like uh, freaking white noise, and it's real loud. And I actually had to turn down the the sound on my TV. And then that pisses the Hulk off. He's like, "No," because <laughs> uh, you know Daredevil's getting his ass kicked. And then Hulk changes, and then like you know kidnaps him out of there, and he brings him to his apartment. And um, I guess there's some differences too with the actual what I know of the Daredevil character because you know in, in the comics he lives in Hell's Kitchen, like in like in a Regular guy's apartment. Where this one, he seems he's kind of well off. Yeah, yeah. He's well. living in a super sweet late eighties kind of like yeah, and he's Michael got like Man a apartment phone. He has a he has a, he has a non traceable cellular phone which is built into his wall, which is really like that uh, he can that he talks he can talk to like the police chief who's like the one not crooked cop. Yeah, the and then uh, then there, who gets then somebody gets kidnapped in as well. Who's getting kidnapped at some point? The, 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 they kidnapped the girl maybe they kidnapped the girl and he goes after her and that's yeah, how yeah. That, but that it's like him. a trap yeah it's a trap it's um, a trap, <laughs> it's a trap. <laughs> the, the Turk character I guess he shows up a lot in Daredevil lore the guy that Daredevil's getting information from from the guy he just arbitrarily starts beating up that hood like yeah, you yeah. you're gonna know what I want you to know and he ends up knowing it so it was a real stretch for Daredevil but Daredevil knew but I guess that Turk character shows up in the the Daredevil lore um, I don't know what else, what else do you have to say about it I just that uh, I think the Bix huh Just, you know, the Bix,
0: great. This is a fun television movie. I mean, I feel like, you're right. I mean, we talked about it a little bit with The Flash. I mean, this was, you got to kind of put things in context in that, like, Marvel really did not have a lot of success of bringing their characters to some kind of live-action format other than the Incredible Hulk series because uh, d- you know dc was able to do batman and then in whatever 79 is it they did superman 77
1: maybe maybe remember.
0: the first one is 70 well 77 is star wars no, maybe 79. um the donner movie
1: that, revo- yeah, that they, really that really revolutionized everything
0: they do the superman movie and uh marvel and manages to have a little bit of success with the hulk well
1: they had they had spider-man but on. they
0: tried to do a spider-man show and that didn't really last that only lasted like a season um, a live-action Spider-Man movie. They tried to do a Doctor Strange movie. And live-action, live I mean, Spider-Man series, live-action Spider-Man series. They tried to do, like, a Doctor Strange movie. They tried to do a, a Captain America movie.
1: They always had cartoons going, though, like Saturday morning cartoons. Yeah, they had
0: the 60s... They had, like, 60s versions of, like... Uh, Fantastic, Fantastic Four, Four Spider-Man, Spider-Man and Hulk, like maybe that. even. But for some reason, they could not break through uh, with a, for the with a live-action success other than the hulk they there was actually plans to do a daredevil series in the 70s um that never ended up happening and then there was in the early 80s there was plans to do a daredevil television uh cartoon series that never ended up never ended up happening um and then in the late 80s, I mean, I, I, maybe could it. you think it is just like the hype of Batman? I would think that it's that, coming out. That starts like the idea of doing a Punisher movie, which we talked about in another cast, and then bringing back the whole... With, with the idea of spinning off these other characters, yeah. like Daredevil and, and Thor, I into, mean they, into a television series. It
1: seems like they always had success on Saturday mornings with like you know Spider-Man and his amazing friends or uh, you know they, they, I think there was even like a Hulk 80s cartoon as well yeah. so, you know and even into the 90s you know and it's
0: there's a great like pilot cartoon show for an X-Men series that was for in the 80s um, which is just like a one off. But okay, then in the early that. and then Is it, that
1: the one that Stan narrates, hey true believers? Yeah, yes, yeah, I do. Yeah. I've seen that, yeah. Because there's
0: a Hulk series that that's, that Stanley narrates, and then there's like a one episode of an X Men, and Wolverine has like an Australian accent in it, which doesn't make any sense. But the episode itself is actually very good. And then in the early nineties we have um, a pretty successful and, and decent, not production value wise, but dramatically a decent X-Men cartoon this yeah, Saturday morning. That was big. The spider, there's a new Spider-Man, amazing Spider-Man cartoon in the early 90s that's pretty decent. And all that, I think, is coming off of the success of Batman, the animated series. Yeah, and, so it, and as
1: well as with the success of, I don't know if it if it coincides with the success of the Tim Burton DC Batman Warner Brothers movie, but comics have this huge revitalization. They kind of drop the comic code maybe around this time, and then in the early to mid-90s, like comics are huge. They're like more valuable than gold until there's the big comic... You know, uh, market drop in the late <laughs> yeah, 90s. Yeah, yeah. You know, like, I don't know when that was, 97, 98, whenever we stopped collecting.
0: Yeah, I don't know. I mean, comic books were always kind of big for me, so I don't remember.
1: I remember it just it hit a peak Yeah. In that, I in mean, that now time. it's like
0: in retrospect, we look and we see like this huge peak of X-Men. Being huge. I mean, when when Superman <laughs> when Superman was killed
1: off, when, yeah, I mean, when Batman broke his uh, back, yeah, there was like this. you know every week they were every year they're trying to kill you know they're, they're trying to get you back into this or they're rebooting stuff and it just it seemed like so epic and that was that was around the time you had four or five different covers and they're all worth money and yeah like, I mean
0: I think it's hard for people to put in perspective like a younger audience now to know kind of like how uh, little superhero stuff there was for us growing up because now post you know in the early 2000s that's where like this huge superhero boom has happened with the movies and stuff and now we have the, the Daredevil show and we have stuff like the a new Flash show and Arrow and Gotham uh, which, which isn't really a superhero show but obviously based on uh, Batman, aged of the S.H.I.E.L.D. I mean, it's like, this is like a new era of, like, superhero nasty yeah. And if,
1: if that first X-Men movie didn't make it, it would evolve. I remember... It was the, like they made Blade and it did okay. Yeah. And
0: they're like, all hey, let's try an X-Men movie. But I remember they
1: had everything riding on it. I remember the weekend it came out, I was reading a review, and they're like, everything is riding on any future superhero movies. Because even, well.
0: like, the Batman had fizzled by that well, because, because uh, of the Schumacher Schumacher
1: just murders. ruined it he brought it back to Batman 66 it so it's old. like
0: there was like this big resurgence of superhero mo- like idea of putting superhero in live action setting and then that just kind of fizzled and then the idea of like doing more superhero movies seemed like a
1: joke and for a while it was Marvel couldn't get their head together I mean they had the Roger Corman Fantastic Four which didn't even get a release
0: well you know what happened was unfortunately you know in an effort to keep Marvel kind of afloat, Stan Lee had kind of sold off like the film and television rights to like a lot of their major characters. And that's why even today Marvel and Disney don't own Spider Man and Fantastic Four. The
1: licensing for that movie licensing. Yeah, and like yeah. X Men. Yeah, that's why yeah, that's why in the early late nineties you had the X Men, you had Daredevil, you had Electra, you had the the Sam Raimi Spider- Sam Raimi Spider Man movies, you had the two Punisher movies, who, who am I leaving, did Daredevil movie, the yeah. Ghost Rider movies, because they were, and then finally Marvel got their head together and they, they did Marvel, Com- they did Marvel whatever the name of the new Marvel Studios. Yeah, yeah. And then they think, what was it, Iron Man was the first one they put out? Yeah, the
0: Iron Man was kind of
1: the, their first effort. And then, then effort. Ev- they started getting the licensing, oh, Fantastic Four was part of that other lot, so yeah, then yeah. now the, those, those licensings are expiring and now they're getting those licensing back and then you're starting to see you know they're 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 putting all these movies into production and all that and you know well
0: that's why I mean Marvel was dishing out all these like secondary, kind of like character Blade, like you said as well movies because they didn't own the ra- they don't really own the rights to anything, yeah, I mean they know like Captain America Hulk, you know and I guess the like the Avengers and now like they were like Guardians of the Galaxy came out just because like that's the only other like they don't <laughs> you well know? We,
1: Hulk's a, what we're talking about now is a perfect example where you had the uh, the angley Hulk. Yeah. Which was not under Marvel. They licensed it out, and then it reverted back to them. And I think was that maybe the Edward Norton movie? Or that was the, like
0: yeah, that was the second that it, like installment after
1: Iron Man. Iron yes, Man came it, out. Yeah, the yeah. Hulk
0: movie.
1: Uh, yeah, it's 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 interesting. And then yeah, there's still that limbo, like you're saying, with Spider Man not being owned by Disney, and uh, and I think but, Fantastic Four now. But is, the
0: point is, like, Marvel struggled for decades,
1: and you and uh, for the layman, you would think that they they had the opportunities on a silver platter with the success of Superman, with the success of Batman, you think they could have put out something halfway decent. And look at this, this TV movie we're talking about, I think was halfway decent. I don't know why this, just didn't greenlit a daredevil series. That yeah, could have been that. I don't,
0: that I won't understand. It's just cause I mean, it, it would have been a pretty no good reason not to at least give it a
1: season, you know, and they could have economized if that's even a word or cashed in on the height of the, DC Warner Brothers stuff with the Flash TV show, the Batman movies.
0: Well, I mean, I guess the Flash show didn't do very well either, because that didn't last very long. Yeah, it lasted I mean, a I mean, I guess it just, like, wasn't happening. I guess, like, superheroes in television... It could have just been, like, that, you know, budgets are, were just so low for television yeah. that you really couldn't do well, it was hard. with too much, uh, you know of being able to do it real justice. Well, I think it's hard.
1: The technology wasn't there. You know, where now today you can do anything behind a blue screen back then. It would have cost you money. So to do any of the, like you said, to do these characters justice, you can't, and and looking halfway cheesy. I mean, you were able to do it, excel with like everything copying Star Wars. You had like Buck Rogers and and Battleship Galactica. You were able to get away with that kind of, you know, with miniatures and, 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 you know, stop motion. Yeah, yeah. You couldn't really have... You know, freaking like Spider Man, Spider Man, or Captain America, or even like the Fantastic Four battling it out in New York City, and not have it look really hokey, you know. Yeah. Um, but it brings us to like the second part of what we did. Um, so we were sitting around, uh, uh we were trying to find the, the videotape that, that uh, Blake had so long ago taped this uh, trial, of The Incredible Hulk, <laughs> on. So we'd found by accident he had taped some uh, early 90s Spider Man, and he had season three. Episodes, uh, I think they're episodes uh, six and seven, maybe of six and seven of season three of Spider-Man, the TV, the '90s TV
0: show, '90s cartoon. So, so
1: that's true. I kind
0: of forgot that we had we watched those earlier. See how long was, 90s, uh, How
1: delirious we are! So, as well, a, the idea was,
0: you know, I've been on a Daredevil kick because I watched I watched the show? We the decided Netflix to, show. We sh- decided to do this because uh, Daredevil's first appearance.
1: A live-action and, and
0: then we were like, "Well, what else do we got? Daredevil wise?" I mean, like apparently, got... he doesn't. He makes an appearance in like a '90s uh, Fantastic Four series that I never watched. Yeah, I
1: didn't that see I it don't either. really
0: know anything about. But the, one of the beauty, one of the beautiful things about the '90s, the '90s uh, Spider-Man cartoon series is there was a lot of really cool cameos. Well, b- like basically, Punishers basically, in an episode, I think
1: basically on the height of the very much deserved Batman animated series. They realized, "Oh crap, we can do a sp- like I guess if you want to call Spider-Man Marvel's Batman cuz DC had Oh done yeah. It.
0: Spider-Man is by far is like the flagship
1: character yeah. for. Marvel. So they were like, well, "Who are we going to let's do Spider-Man." So basically they do this pretty decent uh animated show.
0: It was it was one of those things where they wanted to release a series of Spider-Man toys. Yeah, just like we've talked about with GI Joe and Transformers and stuff, and so they wanted to do a series that was uh, that would sell these toys. So they they did a Spider-Man TV show. Now um,
1: that ran from ninety three to ninety eight, had five seasons.
0: It's a good show, and it and was it, a real battle for the creators because they wanted it from the very beginning to be like uh, like a like a serial in that it was like one overarching storyline. Now, they got closer to that with later seasons. But um, the network was really kind of against that. So in the beginning it's very much just like 30-minute episodes and then they're they're not really linked by anything. S- slowly it becomes a bigger bigger arcs, definitely two-parters are happening like consecutive two parters all the time that they would be, be continued going to the next one and then they get into a good flow where they do get to do kind of like an ov- overall arcs um and and the result is like an actual good show i mean the production values aren't as good as batman the animated series
1: no but they they add a cool kind of computer element into like the to the backgrounds with the city and stuff which yeah I was they really try cool.
0: to they try to like up like the swinging you know, and stuff to try to get it to feel a little more kind of fresh and bigger than uh, it was. I mean, I never understood why Peter Parker doesn't really look like Peter Parker. He actually looks more like the Peter Parker in the live-action TV show from the '70s. Yeah, he than he does. Then he does from the comic, like a comic book Peter Parker.
1: Um, he's played by Christopher David Barnes, who who is actually Eric from the Little Mermaid. Okay. You know, the, the, he's voiced the, the, yeah, the yeah. Disney. Uh, he's Eric, the the, the the sailor, or the you know the the prince, and then he shows up in the two, fam- uh, f- the uh, Brady Bunch, nineties movies. He's in those. Oh, he's, he's a, what, is He's Greg. Yeah, he's one of the one of the he's guys. Of the he's games. in that in the very Brady sequel. He's in two of those. Um, but it's weird that this show gives them basically carte blanche, where they can they basically. Release the entire Marvel universe. Oh yeah, into it's this, no joke and it's a enough. perfect. It's a it's a great blades wait, in episode. I mean, like you said, the Punisher, and that's like I was like, oh, my, I've still to this day never seen the Punisher episodes, but he's in the opening. But I guess to lure everyone in, they throw everybody in the opening. Yeah, Everybody's yeah, yeah. freaking in the opening. I mean, Spider Man has a lot of villains and a lot of people cross over into it, so you can justify Daredevil, Punisher, because they're all in New York City.
0: Yeah, and like for instance, I mean how. The, like, Daredevil. I mean, like, Kingpin, for instance, is originally a uh, Spider-Man villain. Yeah. But then becomes, like, Daredevil's,
1: like, yeah, arch nemesis. Yeah, and also comics.
0: becomes a really big villain for Punisher
1: Yeah. in the in the comic books. Because so he's the New York City heavy head mobster, so of course they're all going to come into comics. So conflict. even
0: though they all have, like, their own villains, I always found kind of Kingpin really interesting because he is a, a villain that kind of spans so many different comic book series is. Yeah. And uh, so Spider-Man's no different and that's kind of our tie-in with with why Daredevil, why Murdoch is involved. Well, yeah, this. so
1: so we, we thought what a keen idea to watch the two episodes. Uh, it's interesting. Season three, they have a lot of um, Sins of Our Father Episodes And there's like part one, part two, part three, part four. Yeah. yeah. There's so a big
0: overlying arc, arc that has like these other episodes kind of like mixed in a little bit.
1: The ones we watched, I think are episodes six and seven or five and six. I think it's
0: a six, seven. It's uh, framed is the framed first one. Is the
1: first one. And then the man
0: without fear,
1: mm-hmm. the man without the fear, which I guess is, is a callback to the very uh, quintessential. Well, Frank that's Miller what they've always media. kind
0: of talked called. Daredevil has always been called the man without fear.
1: Um, and if you look at IMDb, these, got, these get 8.3 ratings, both these episodes. I mean, it's huge. And if you look at the covers, they, a lot of times Spider-Man and Daredevil were on the cover of the Spider-Man series. Well, there
0: was... They released a DVD of it where it was like these two episodes as like... Trying to make it like a TV movie, kind of. You know, like... They didn't, it's like they didn't release the series uh, on DVD, like in seasons, but they released like of Spider-Man versus Daredevil DVD that was these two episodes kind of put together to try to make it seem more like a movie. They're sweet episodes. I
1: mean, I think if if uh, I would... This could be something just, you know, the, the, if you want to get into the Spider-Man series, the, the, this show, you can watch these two. I mean, uh, Kingpin's great in it. It's, he's voiced by uh, Roscoe Lee Brown, who we love, great African-American actor who passed away maybe 2006 or seven. It's interesting that they have kingpin being voiced by an african-american actor because in the flashback scenes uh his father starts off to sound white but then when he he gets to be like a big guy and he goes to get revenge on his father, his father's suddenly sounds like an older african-american <laughs> like you gotta come on like he almost turns into scatman <laughs> crothers it's weird um i thought this it was really oh and then also another great uh mention here is that you have Ed Asner playing uh, Jonah Jameson. Yeah. I and am. he also shows up as Roland Daggett in the Batman animated series, The Clayface episodes. And he's oh, in a yeah, couple yeah. other ones, Roland Daggett, but he plays that. But also, the voice of M- Matt Murdock, Daredevil, is Edward Albert, son of Eddie Albert, who we all know from Green Acres and Dreamscape and a whole bunch of uh, great movies. I think he's in it, um What's the Audrey Hepburn movie where she's going around Rome on the uh, with with Gregory Peck on the on the Vesco Roman uh, Holiday? Yeah, she's he's he's the he's the roommate with the beard in Roman Holiday. We love Eddie Albert. Yeah, yeah. but uh, so his son is the is is Edward Albert. He's the voice of Daredevil. And I thought this was you were like you know, watching it, like, ah, I, I never really dug the series at the time, but they were good episodes. Yeah,
0: no, it's a good it's a decent show. Like I said, it, it the series in itself doesn't hold up against something like Batman: The Animated Series, which in my opinion is one of the great. Television series of all time, yeah, yeah, it's um,
1: amazing. Definitely one of the greatest animated series of all time. Um, but Spider-Man, no, has, you, to clarify, you said not only greatest tele uh, cartoon series of all time. You are saying also greatest. I think so. Okay. Would you argue that? No, I'm just. I was just <laughs> clarifying for the record. Okay. No, I think it's great. Yeah, it's I think it's
0: show. it's a fantastic. Yeah.
1: Show. I think it fell off in later seasons. I get yeah, a little yeah.
0: when it became like the Batman and Robin, yeah, adventures or, and then or Batman whatever. Beyond or not. Bat- they did some cool episodes, but it
1: wasn't as strong. Uh, like overall, like whatever they term season two or season three, I kind of kind of fell out of it then because I didn't know what was going on. The animation kind of started to change and go yeah, towards yeah. the way now where they have like the extreme, like the Titan, did the, the t- Titan teens go or yeah, yeah. you know like that? It's just but
0: the Spider-Man show, you know, maybe as a whole doesn't you know hold up against something like the, the especially the earliest the Batman anime series. But there's a lot of really good episodes and a lot of really interesting storylines happening. Um, and I think these two episodes, I think you're right. They're good. I mean, it's a very similar...
1: It's the same story,
0: basically. It's very Except similar it's, story it's to Peter to,
1: Parker's. Uh, he, he, I guess,
0: if you're going to have Matt Murdock, I mean, that's the easiest. That's a bring him way. in way. He's, he's, a, he's a lawyer. Somebody's wrongly... One of our our, our heroes wrongfully accused. Matt Murdoch comes in to be his lawyer.
1: Yeah, Peter Parker gets a job at the Fisk Company doing. He's just basically an like IT I, guy, IT work. <laughs> you know? Yeah, and then uh, he gets framed for some sort of. Uh, he's, like he's, he's
0: leaking government secrets to like or some yeah shit. to
1: like foreign uh, foreign. Uh, governments or whatever the heck uh he gets arrested and uh we learn that he's going to be the fall guy but then uh what's his face gets this there this, some unknown person retains matt murdoch matt murdoch says i'm going to help you and then peter parker gets broken out of uh out, out of police custody by spider-man and of course peter's like what the hell is going on that's not me and then come to find out they're trying to plot it that spider-man's in on it, and you know, yeah, they're
0: trying to make Spider Man seem like a bad guy, as always, yeah.
1: And then, uh, you know, then Matt has to turn into Daredevil and, and uh, fuck some shit up, which he does. And it's, and then there's also the interesting, we learn more of the backstory. Well, they story. fight at
0: first because Matt Murdock thinks he believes that the it was the Spider Man who brought, brought the him plot out, that yeah. Spider Man was, uh, yeah, is bad. So at the beginning, they, they when they first, but meet, it's the chameleon
1: actually who's, yeah, yeah, he's hired by, I guess, uh, Kingpin to, to, to be everybody's son, yeah, uh. And then you know, Peter Parker's when he's playing Spider-Man, is like finally like, hey, hey, it's not me. I'm, I'm telling you, it was, I'm being framed too. You know, so he's like, okay. And then Daredevil realizes because, of course, you know, your your heart's not getting whatever you're, not, you're telling him. You're not telling <laughs> a lie.
0: That's Daredevil's big thing. That's yeah. his, that's his, uh, yeah. his ace in the hole. Great guy. way to pick up women, I'll tell you. He goes
1: in there. But uh, and then they use the same kind of device of him hearing things. They do the same kind of thing, uh, in that as well with how he's hearing stuff and moving around. Yeah. Because uh, he's turning the lights out and people, and that's how he's knocking. He's, he's knocking people out um and then you have uh an interesting point where they they end up uh i'm losing my train of thought here uh you have the, the 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 backstory of 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 daredevil as well which is very similar to like i guess this is a story that there was a some sort of toxic waste uh chemical yeah, burn in yeah. his eyes but you learn about his father was a boxer which they allude to in the uh, <laughs> if you remember the scene in the uh in the Bix movie, yeah, yeah, the Bix is like, "Who are these people on the wall? Yeah, What's this picture?" And then he's like, "It's my father." Well, what's this other thing? And there's like the whole scene. He's like, "I still want to know what this is." And then like at the end of the scene, he's like, w- <laughs> "I'm not going to leave here until you tell me what the hell this is on the wall." This other because it's like a little like uh, award. <coughs> well, was- the
0: idea is, Bix is like, "I never really thought about how blind people live
1: because there's nothing on the wall. There's nothing two- on the
0: walls. Like, why would somebody who can't see have put like wall. pictures on the wall or mirrors or whatever?" Yeah, there's nothing on the wall. But the and only th- two things that. Uh,
1: uh, Rex Smith has the Rex Smith's
0: Daredevil has in the big, in the Hulk movie is this picture of his father who's a boxer and this like
1: award that he got for sa- like, he saves the kid's life he he pushes a kid out of the way or somebody yeah, and, and get, that's and gets blinded by the uh, yeah and that's and they, they, gave, is, they gave they gave a blanket
0: an award <laughs> which which, which is always been kind of the story but they kind of shy away from that aspect of it in the movie in the TV in the Spider Man
1: show. Yeah, they turned it into his father. They as a...
0: tried to really like pin everything on the kingpin, which is the reason why like the like the reason why his dad kind of gets killed. And spoilers. And the reason why he <laughs>
1: and
0: the reason why Daredevil gets blinded is because uh, he sees his dad committing crimes for the kingpin. Because he's he out run, in his luck, and he runs away, and that's when he gets hit by the. Oh, well, he gets. That's when the truck spills the shit on him. It wasn't in the Spider-Man cartoon. It's not that he's saving anybody. No,
1: he's just running away because he's crying. And then you know they're they're illegally shipping toxic waste through the city streets. And then the poor driver. Yeah, was I trying love to make his that. Like
0: it's it was illegal, but they did it anyway.
1: <laughs> yeah, and it's like this poor driver who's probably you know been up for eighteen to twenty hours all night. He's high on like freaking you know whatever the hell he's sleep on. When speed. You die. Yeah, you sleep when you die, boy. Then he hits his poor. I, I hit a kid. <laughs> oh, fuck. Uh, so, uh, yeah. But they. they and then at the, the, the the father tries to redeem himself, but then he's never seen again. And then, but then it's interesting because then you have the flashback. It's there's a lot of like, dichotomies here because then you have Fisk's flashback if he talks there's about a lot his of father. Flashback,
0: which is another. It's a very similar. I mean, you haven't. Deon hasn't watched the Daredevil show. Um, but there's a little bit of that going on in the, the new Netflix in, in the Netflix Daredevil show. Also, some backstory. For, for Wilson Fisk, so uh, and then and then
1: it's 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 very apropos. I keep using that almost every cast because um, the 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 name of these episodes in season three of the Spider-Man TV show cartoon show are called "Sins of the Father," and uh, much like the term or the, the the motto "Sins of Your Father," Fisk Kingpin ends up repeating the sins of his yeah, father yeah. because he makes his son go to jail for him and you know so it's almost like you know the, the, you know you're it doomed to repeat together. yeah you're doomed to repeat the thing i thought it was a great choice on your part to uh dig out those vhs tapes and watches and they all kind of fit together in our bombastic uh well
0: like i said there's apparently there's one other daredevil i figured We'll try to get in as much. If we're doing this because of a new Daredevil television show, Daredevil let's get possible. as many Daredevil television appearances.
1: Well, you know what? <laughs> if we only had that idea, it
0: created a little bit of a, spa- a spastic podcast in this one. If but. you
1: it, only if you had that idea when we watched the Punisher movie uh, way back when, we could have watched the Spider Man episode. We Punisher, because I've never seen that. I don't know what he. I think he he might appear more than once. But then I was looking through the uh, the IMDb at the episode titles and I couldn't find which one he's in, so I don't know if it's called The Punisher of Frank Castle. He may just arbitrarily show up and you know, think Spider-Man's a bad guy like he did when his first appearance. Yeah, yeah. Uh, before we end this, I want to bring it back to the, to, the, to the trial, The Incredible Hulk. The Bix now. Mm-hmm. Getting a little more on the Bix. So he starts directing. He, th- this comes out in 89. He directs the last one, Death of the Incredible Hulk, and then he starts... He, I think he directs an episode of Diagnosis Murder, yeah. And he might he, he I don't know if he directs it, but he stars in it. It's the pilot for the Dick Van Dyke diag- Diagnosis Murder, and that's the last he ever acts. But then, like you said, get into what you were just saying about your your blossom. Oh well,
0: he starts directing a lot of television, and he starts to become the he becomes the re- the regular director of Blossom. Yeah, um, and uh, you know instead of like. Taking time to himself, or, or whatever, as like he's basically kind of like on his deathbed. I mean, as the the t- cancer is like taking, taking away like kind of
1: all of him. I mean, uh, he had a lot of things removed. Um, he had he, he'd gotten prostate cancer, and then he it went into remission. And he thought it was all right, and then it came back. But then even terminal. when
0: it came back, instead of being like, well, I'm gonna, you know, travel the world. I'm gonna do all these things. He really wanted to just work. Like he loved working he loved television he loved directing and so he's just like he would uh shoot blossom i mean he would direct blossom and sometimes when he was like too weak they would take uh breaks and he would go take a nap and uh, get back up and then they would resume shooting and um he pretty much just directed that, I think, until he died. Yeah,
1: the, he he ended up passing away November 21st, 1993, of, of uh, prostate cancer, only six days after comp- completing his last uh, Blossom episode. Yeah. So he, he less than a week later, he passed away. That's how much of an adamant uh, workaholic, I guess, he was. I mean,
0: I feel kind of bad that, like, I feel like uh, his legacy's kind of kind of dwindled away. I mean, I don't think anybody... Well,
1: it's like, you know, it's very much... I mean, I, I don't want to compare the two, but it's very much like like Michael Landon. Yeah, you know, yeah. like a lot of days, like Michael Landon was huge in our day. Bonanza. And then uh, certainly Little House on the Prairie. And it's yeah, like, you yeah. know, and he was a ladies' man. I mean, I hear stories. I've talked to people who've worked on Little House on the Prairie. And it, that used to be like a, uh, I guess I don't want to get dirty, but it was like a gag of like who was getting who. Like Michael yeah, Landon yeah. or the other guy, you know, because he was such like a hot stud. And I remember yeah. in the 80s, that hair, Highway to Heaven. Yeah, yeah. You know, he had that like uh, mane of hair. We well, had big hair. ears. Landon. Yeah. Oh, that's, that's what covered him up. So those name of hair.
0: So post- like, his really young Bonanza, days, he yeah. always had, like, kind of longer hair that would cover his ears.
1: And he he's another one who died of cancer, I think, either in the late 80s or early 90s. And it's the same thing. It's like, you know, people don't know. I don't think anyone over under 30 will know who Michael Landon is, unless you're a big closet, <laughs> Little House <laughs> the Prairie, Highway to Heaven, or but ba- fan. I was fan. a teenage werewolf. Uh, yeah, yeah, you know, so it's like, you're right. The Bix is freaking awesome. And, I mean... If if it's such
0: a huge part of television history, I mean, like Michael Land, I mean, Michael Land is like a perfect kind of like parallel, um, because he was in shows from
1: black and white to now yeah. to
0: till till he
1: died. And he, I mean, and the Bixby died at fifty nine, so I mean, that's relatively young nowadays yeah. standard. So it's like, I mean,
0: my favorite Martian was like a black and white sitcom,
1: yeah, from the early sixties, yeah.
0: and so like sixties, seventies, eighties into the nineties. I mean, he was like a staple. And we're not talking about like, you know, like television only really became like a, a medium, you know what, like in the forties or fifties. <laughs> so yeah, I they mean, had, it really picked up steam in like the fifties.
1: Yeah, they had the technology in the late thirties, but then the war hit, and then you know they kind of got back to it in the late forties, and then everyone thought it was a joke until the fifties. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. So
0: I mean, like he was a huge part of. The beginnings of, of television of like really the rise of television until the golden age. until the 90s,
1: you yeah. know, and, so in, and he was relevant either directing or acting. And it's just like, you know, the Bix, it's a testament to see him in this movie. You just reminded how good of an actor he is. I mean, even if the, you know, the material, okay, you know, you might not like it because it's a comic book, but still he's, he's given his all. And it's like, you're really like the ending of that at movie where he's still just going to move on. Yeah, It's no, just, no, I, I was, I was, I'm music. getting, I'm getting teared up just thinking about him just, he's putting his backpack on. They're like, you could stay. And he's like, no, I'm going to just keep going. And he just he starts walking up that road. And I think, you know, the music's on for, for the credits, but before they fade out, he just turns around. He puts his thumb up and that bastard doesn't pick him up the hitch. You know, he keeps going and it's just, like he's just going to keep walking down that road.
0: That music will get me every time.
1: Yeah. But, um. I guess this is a good place to end it before we start crying. We're so nervous. Seriously, I am getting a little God bless the Bix. Uh,
0: we might do some, we, you know, who knows? We might do the, the other t- t- TV movies. Like the Hulk. Yeah, I mean, I mean there's, you know what?
1: Or. Maybe if we do like a whole Marvel, we do the uh, the Captain America. We talked for a long time about doing the Roger Corman. That never saw the light of day. Fantastic Four yeah, movie. Yeah. I still haven't seen it. Yeah, uh, I I've think actually I've ever,
0: never watched the whole Captain America from the early nineties. I was going to say
1: I don't think I've ever seen that from the beginning. And I've caught it when it was on TV because they used to play that like on Saturday or Sunday afternoons. Yeah, yeah. You just turn it on and it's like you know, like Red Skulls in Italy. He's Italian or something. <laughs> He's in a villa. What are something. you doing? <laughs> <laughs> hey, <laughs> paso? No, paso? Como va? Como está? Hey, Captain America. No. Captain America. va? <laughs> hey, ah, va bene. Aurora. Howdy <laughs> amo, we go now. We go I, I don't even dare gee. <laughs> Captain. Ciao, ciao. Ciao Captain America. Oh, ciao, Captain America. I'll get you again, me uh, Norvo Ah, <laughs> uh, okay. Anyway. Um, uh, thank you for listening to another episode uh, a really Special out there edition of <laughs> yeah, yeah this one we got to carry it away with this one. A little but, crossover, uh, but hey, you know what? Check out the Spider-Man series. I mean, if you're listening to us right now and you're interested, you probably already know this. But for the people who don't know, check out that Spider-Man series. Yeah, revisit the, the Spider-Man animated. Definitely series. revisit at least this TV movie. Maybe check out the other two. I, on, um, my, on
0: um, if you're interested right now, as of uh, you know, April of 2015, um, Time Warner Cable. Anyway, you can rent. The, the, these Hulk movies for, like, a dollar. <laughs> check dem- them out. On demand. I'm
1: sure they're on YouTube as
0: well. And uh, probably on YouTube. And there's a new channel, like, internet channel and Roku channel called Con TV Um, that's by Wizard. And uh, they have a whole lot of cool, like, you know, like... It's like Comic-Con TV, basically. And you can watch these on there as well.
1: And I think even... I don't know if, if if binging the entire run. I mean, that, that's a commitment to try to binge the entire run of the Incredible Hulk series. Why right, that would be a tough one because it is know, slow. But I think it's not as bad as say the six million. I think man. yeah, I agree. You it know. holds
0: up better than or, some other you know, of its contemporaries. Even shows.
1: Batman sixty six. I mean, that's great. To, it's like you know, it's like uh, I wouldn't at say at least the pilot's actually a pretty good TV Yeah, movie you know, in, in itself, I would say it's like a box of chocolates where like one you could
0: th- probably do the pilot and then do these, TV which movies. is a ninety minute. Television movie, yeah, and then
1: do the return of the yeah, incredible. I, and I, you probably have a good little arc there, that's true. I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. if it's it, <laughs> uh, in a turmoil, I was gonna say it's like a box of chocolates in the sense where you know you can have one or two and it's good, but if you binge eat that whole box, you, <laughs> you know, get like, sick. yeah, so it's like, well, why bother? You know, so just a little of the time is good, so you know, a little, of the time a is little so bit good. of a time, so um, you know, I definitely check it out because uh, and and if anything, you come out of this podcast. Bill Bixby, man, I keep know. his legacy alive. He's, he's good in this. He, he, he it's, it's, a so, uh, subtle
0: and under, understated performance. Yeah, I feel it's, like. it's that.
1: It's that real fifties like the Steve McQueen or the very like. It's internalized. You could tell a lot of like. It's a lot of pain underneath. <laughs> It's, it's, <laughs> you're laughing. It's just very,
0: the comparison of Bill Bixby and Steve McQueen, I thought was kind of funny for some reason, I don't know why. <laughs> yeah,
1: you know, just that, that interacting, you know, they, they act a lot, and, you know, there's not a lot of, you, you can't see Bill Bixby putting an accent on it. you know, like, hey, how you doing, you know, <laughs> he's also in a, he's also in a Disney movie, uh, what is it, the, the Apple Dumpling Boys, the, you know, that, 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 that one with, um, uh, what's his name from, uh, the ghost, Ch- ghost chicken. <laughs> oh, uh, <laughs> I'm getting weighing the sticks here. Um. Oh, what's his name? Don Knotts. Don Knotts. There you go. Don Knotts and, and the other guy from... Um, who played in... <laughs> <laughs> it's getting late. It's getting yeah, late. Yeah, it's, it's getting late. <laughs> uh, the guy who... who Tim Conway. Tim, oh, yeah. Tim Conway. They did a movie together like the, the, the Apple the Apple Dumpling Gang or yeah, something. Yeah, yeah. I know what you mean. And Bixby shows up in that. Because in the, 60, the 70s, Disney had a lot of crazy... Crazy weird movies, which I'd love—I'd love to try to get some of these to twist your arm to do some Disney's '70s movies, you know, like or even the, the '50s or '60s movies. But like they were Kurt so Russell, successful. The Kurt Russell. Well, oh, that's how we get a start. Yeah, you know, it's like the '50s and '60s of Disney's were so good. By the '70s, are just the, you know they have no fear, so they're just throwing you know. And then you have the Epi thing, like the black hole, where it's like, whoa, Jesus, <laughs> this is not a children's movie. You know, we should invent another movie company to do this touch on, You know, yeah, so yeah. anyway. But we digress <laughs> horribly. Please check us out on uh, Facebook. Uh, check us out on uh, iTunes. Check us out on Podroid. Check us out on Twitter. Uh, check us out at SaturdaySleepovers.Podwits.com. Check us out at Podwits.com because we do the sidecast as well. We do uh, various topics that concern us. Uh, Blake, tell them about your uh, your your music.
0: JBlakeBlues.com. JBlakeBlues.com.
1: You can listen to J Blake's music there. Um, And we're around. We'll be back in another two weeks. Yeah, we got some uh, good
0: stuff coming up on the horizon. We do have some
1: crazy stuff coming up. It's going to be a crazy (laughs) summer. Uh, It's going to be a late, 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 late Saturday night. We we think we already have a patriarch for the site. Uh, (laughs) We've already got him planned out. The saint. Yeah. I always
0: think like, on the thought of, like, Carpenter is being kind of the patron saint because of what we've done so far. Yeah. We've done a lot of Carpenter John Carpenter related stuff. Yeah. But we I think we have found a new one. Yeah, cuz and we, we, uh,
1: certainly for the Podwits we have Ernie Borgnine who's the patron saint of the Podwits. And this gentleman coming up in the coming weeks, who's actually already been—he's already—he's already, been he's in already one of the, appeared, uh, yeah, <laughs> in one of our Saturday night movie sleepovers. And that's the reason why we're like, you know what? We're doing movies we didn't realize he was in. You can only, you can only
0: name—you you figure it out. You can only name a handful of movies this guy's in. Yeah, and we're going to be doing
1: like three, probably of them. three out of the five. You know, it's it's hilarious. Yeah, I, I can off the top of my head, I can name a baseball movie, I can name a uh, retirement movie, and I can name the three we're doing. So. Yeah it's crazy and then I can name a lawyer movie too so well, that's we, six we got some, we that's got, a baker's dozen <laughs> we
0: got some fun stuff coming up yeah
1: so check us out tell your friends about us uh, email us tell us what you like you don't like and uh, we'll talk to you soon see you in two weeks until next time later goodbye goodbye David and I hope you find your safe place your refuge thank you